This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, here we go then. One more sleep to go. One more sleep until Wembley Stadium. Hello, welcome. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Now, earlier in the week, we brought you the Mansfield Matters podcast as normal. You know, me, Clive, um, Cam and Alan, all in the back garden talking. No, Nathan, sadly, uh, couldn't be with us. But we wanted to give you one last bumper episode to keep you focused, to give you something to do on the journey to Wembley. So here it is. It's our final bumper podcast. It's bits of interviews which you may not have uh, heard or you may not have uh, seen or anything like that, all cobbled together in one. Well, where do we start? That's the big question, isn't it? Where do we start this bumper episode of Wembley content? To be honest, there's only one place to start, and that is by having an extensive look back at how Mansfield got to this point in the first place. That's right. Let's kick things off with extensive highlights of both playoff semi-finals against uh, Northampton Town. Commentary in the first leg comes from Cam Felton and I. The second leg, Lee Wilson back alongside me as well. Sit back and enjoy. I can talk about statistics, I can talk about previous playoff history, but if we're honest, it doesn't matter. What matters is the here and now. Mansfield Town against Northampton Town. It's the final home game of the season. The Stags fans, loud, soaking in that noise. They're ready for a dramatic 90 minutes ahead of them. (laughs) Can they take a win into that second leg on Wednesday night at Northampton? Everybody is on edge and I can't wait for it to unfold. Barely an empty seat in the house, Cam Felton. The noise, beautiful to hear. It's fantastic. It's It's been a long time since we've had a, a game that actually means something. We've, we've missed out on playoffs before. The players are on their way out now. Just listen to this atmosphere. Mansfield Town name an unchanged side from the side which drew two all with league champions Forest Green Rovers last Saturday. Nathan Bishop then is in goal. A back four of James Perch, John Joe O'Toole, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin. A midfield of George Maris, Matty Longstaff and Stephen Quinn. A front line of Jordan Bowery, Reese Oates and Jamie Murphy. On the bench, Marek Steck, Elliot Hewitt, Ollie Clark, Kieran Wallace, Ryan Sturk, George Lapsley and Lou 
Lucas Aikens. It will be the visitors Northampton to get this game underway. They will go from right to left. Mansfield Town left to right as we looked at here from the West End upper here just to the right of the halfway line. There's the whistle for the referee. There's a tremendous roar supporting the seam as uh, John Guthrie hoofs the ball forward for Northampton early doors. Up goes Ollie Hawkins. He's missed the ball though and it falls on the far side for Carnu. Good recovery from Stephen McLaughlin. Got to get that out of your system early. Mansfield win it back again through Maris and now McLaughlin forward for Bowery. 40 from goal. Bowery. He's put Reese Oates clean through. It's Reese Oates who scores! Reese Oates plus Mansfield Town. One up after 13 minutes. Reese Oates, the Stags leading scorer, lifts the roof off the one call stadium again. Advantage Mansfield. Stags one. Cobblers nil. Come on! Absolutely cut Northampton apart there. It's a. Uh... Northampton they tried to play it out from the back they're trying to play triangles it's not working Stephen McLaughlin's nipped in they've got the ball forward uh, I think it was Jordan Bowery that's got the ball wide to Reese Oates and Reese Oates just hammered it towards Johnny Maxted in the Northampton goal it's gone straight through his legs and into the back of the net dream start for Mansfield Perch looking for options down the line wide to the touchline it comes for Bowery inside for Longstaff Oates wants to go through the middle gets it from Longstaff back to Longstaff Oates makes the run over the top it goes from Longstaff here's Murphy to the left of the box Murphy can he find Quinn Murphy in the area onto his left foot Murphy Bowery makes it Mansfield Town 2 Northampton 0 counter attacking football at its best and Jordan Bowery once more writes himself into Mansfield Town folk Mansfield Towns number nine, right place, right time, no mistake. Stags two, Cobblers nil. Oh, it's brilliant from Mansfield. It's, it's a carbon copy of the goal from uh, from the uh, from the Forest Green game, except it's it's uh, Jamie Murphy with the provider this time. Jordan Bowery sneaking around the far post. Murphy's drilled it in, and there's Bowery on the far post just to just to tap it home. The Gorkman went down after that challenge. He looks to be hurt, but he's got up again. But uh, it's Mansfield 2 0. It's fantastic. Murphy giving chase up against the uh, 23 of Mills, Joseph Mills. Long ball down straight the right hand side, straight out of play. Referee takes a, a look at his watch, and as soon as this throw is taken by Stephen McLaughlin, that should signal the half time whistle. Stags lead by two goals to nil. Whistle in the referee's mouth now. McLaughlin with the ball behind his head, looks to throw it down the line, and as he does, the referee does blow the half time whistle. And at the break, the Stags fans, every single one of them, off their feet and applauding what has been a tremendous display of attacking intent from the Stags. Goals from Reese Oates and Jordan Bowery can fail to mean the Stags players go into the dressing rooms. Two goals to the good. Northampton really haven't been able, they've not just not been at the races, they've not, they're a very different side to what we faced earlier this season. They're a little dangerous, they looked an attacking threat going forward, but so far on this Saturday evening, it's not going their way. They're 2-0 down. They just don't seem to have an answer for what Mansfield are able to throw at them. Perch plays it down the line for Barry. Barry holds it well inside for Perch. Low ball into the feet of Oates. Oh, he does well to flick it around his man. And now Reese Oates is charging forward. Oates in the box. Shoots. Oh, and it's just wide. The goalkeeper managed to get a fingertip on that at the top of his glove as Reese Oates let rip. And that was going in. Had Johnny Maxted not got a touch to it, Stags throw down this near side. Absolutely cut Northampton apart there. Northampton have got no match for Mansfield so far. 
McLaughlin straight to Quinn, back to McLaughlin, volleys it in towards the area. Up in the air it goes, Barry watching it, brings it down as Jordan Barry. Jordan Barry makes up for him, Barry squares it, but this time Maxter jumps on the loose ball. And Northampton come away through the middle, James Perch dives in. Northampton come forward, Lewis Apri down that far left-hand side, driving forward past O'Toole. Apri still going, knocks it in towards the middle. Northampton inside the Stags box, shot, goal! Northampton back in the tie. Stags two, Northampton one, and Mansfield there caught on the counter-attack. It's poor from Mansfield, James Perch has picked up a booking for that, but it's so poor from Mansfield, we've just been cut apart. And it, it's so bad. We've got to we've got to wake up now. Oh, it's oh disaster for Mansfield for the second half, but we've got to stay awake here. Ten seconds left here in this first leg. Mills pumps a desperate ball in towards the Stags box. It doesn't fall in the Stags box, but Northampton have the possession. We've played the four minutes now, waiting for the referee to blow the whistle, and he does. The Stags lead 2-1 at half-time in these semi-finals at full-time here at the Wancourt Stadium. It's a slender advantage for the Stags, which they take to six fields on Wednesday night. Stags electric in the first half. But in the second, Cam Felton were very, very poor indeed. Northampton had them on the ropes and the Stags hold on and have a one-goal advantage going into a huge second leg at Sixfields on Wednesday night. It's such a frustrating evening for the Stags. We, we should have been out of sight at half-time and, and in the second half we, it should have been more than... It should have been more than Northampton scoring. Mansfield just didn't look interested in that second half and we, we were punished on one occasion. We were very lucky not to be punished on a second and maybe a third and fourth and a fifth and a sixth. It's just kept coming and coming and coming. We didn't deal with it. We smuggled the ball away, but my jeez. Through that first leg by the absolute skin of our teeth. Back in August, when fans were permitted back into stadia, Mansfield Town fans dared to dream about promotion at the end of this campaign. After 14 games, they were second from bottom, but a remarkable turnaround from Mansfield Town and Nigel Clough's men saw them shoot up the league, and now they find themselves just 90 minutes potentially away from a Wembley playoff final with a chance to achieve that dream of promotion to Skybet League One. Going into tonight's semi-final second leg here at Sixfields against Northampton Town who fell out of the automatic promotion places on the final day in the final minutes of a dramatic season. The Stags do have a 2-1 lead. Can they keep hold of it tonight? Mansfield Town make three changes this evening from that side who won 2-1 at Wonkor Stadium on Saturday night. Elliot Hewitt, Kieran Wallace and Lucas Aikens come in. Matty Longstaff, George Maris and Jamie Murphy miss out. This is where memories could be made. Come on you Stags leave everything out on that pitch and take us to Wembley. We're underway. Ref, ref, that'll do. Ref full time, that'll do already. Long ball over the top from uh, Northampton Town, headed away by the Stags. Mansfield looks to pick it up through Aikens. More people taking their seats, which means we can't see. Wallace heads it forward to Quinn, looking for O's. Headed away by Northampton again. Oh, Northampton oh, no. through through the middle here. They might have an early chance. They're on the edge of the area. It's uh, Lewis Apri who's still going. Apri still inside the box, turning up against James Perch. Gets the ball wide. 
for Hoskins. Hoskins turns, Mansfield get players back, but Perch defending well. Hoskins gets the ball in towards the back, Perch is headed towards goal. Oh, and he's saved by Bishop and turned away by uh, Hawkins, but North had to have the second ball back in towards the middle. Deflects behind by Lucas Akins, and it's a corner. Shaky start from Mansfield. That was, you know, poor from Mansfield. He's playing between Hawkins and I don't know how it's going between them, it's bad, bad defending. And this is where you've got to switch on, they're going to put it on you, you see the crowd. But what a great save from Bishop. John Joe O'Toole wins it in the midfield for Mansfield. Four for Aikens, needs to find a pass. Oh, Here is Stephen Quinn, oh, Stephen Quinn will be onside. Three, though, he's onside. Ball it towards the end! Get in there! Get in there! Come on! Stephen Quinn was in an offside. What a goal! But Elliot, here he wasn't, stayed onside, rolling into the middle. Northampton nil, stags one! Terrific, terrific from JJ there. Absolutely brilliant into Atkins. Atkins put a stripped ball through. Quinn was offside and intelligently left it. Hewitt, who was one side, got onto it, pulled the ball back. And Macca made the run across. And that's why I think he's the best attacking left back in this league. And what a great finish. And what a position this puts in. This has come from us calming the game down, taking the sting out of the game. Absolutely fantastic. What a great time to score. Now, now it's important. Now it's important for the next 10 minutes that we are solid. Pennick just tells the uh, the cameraman where to disappear to as he lines up this long throw and it comes now it's towards the penalty spot headed away by Aikens referee looking at it Northampton have a shot from Hoskins and it's over the top of the bar Northampton players furious there they want the penalty but not given this is going to be like this you know they one no down they're desperate for a goal you know they're going to be going for every little thing this way you need a strong strong referee and uh, I, I don't believe that was a foul from what I see Quinn yeah. the feet of Oates inside the area here is Reece Oates clipping it towards the middle oh. towards Barry anyway Aikens brings it down Juice oh. blocked by Barry Juice oh. is blocked again and uh, Northampton scrambling away John Joe O'Toole trying to win it back for the Stags but Northampton come forward James oh, Perch with a superb challenge and Mansfield will come forward again Harry Hewitt swings the ball in towards Oates it's all evading oh. though and Northampton scamper it clear Epia he's got the challenge of McLaughlin Epia inside the area low ball in towards the edge of the box Stags need to deal with it Northampton man goes down referee says no ball still in the box Stags get back Northampton call for a penalty again ball still loose in the Stags box and this time he's good refereeing away. good refereeing because he's been put under it there's never ever been a foul there on both challenges both good challenges and excellent refereeing Northampton every player in the Stags half by the keeper pumped in by McWilliams Mansfield on the cusp of Wembley it's in the Stags box oh. it's clear but it's given straight back to the Cobblers once more with uh, McWilliams gets it back to that far side Koikai now opportunity for a what ball that's a bit of headed away Ruin Hawkins moves it away by Ollie Hawkins and O'Toole completes the Come clearance goes back for McWilliams that's it 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 that's performance. Stags fans are still celebrating. The Northampton fans, to be fair, stand and uh, applaud their side off me. Great scenes uh, as well. And I think Mansfield Town really tonight can be superbly proud of that display. And you know what? Nigel Clough has got to take a lot of credit to that and his coaching stuff because you looked at that team lineup and you thought, Meh? what are we doing here? Well, we had no. two centre-halves that had not played together. Two holding midfield. We'd never played that system really with those two sat in there. But to be fair, they did the job superbly well and it was a tactical match to masterclass. But do you know, do you know one deadline in the last transfer window? He brought Kieran Wallace in. 
He brought Lucas Aitken in. He brought Murphy in. He signed John Joe O'Toole. Now you look at those signings. Aitkins has come in for a hell of a lot of, of, of abuse, really. He's had some right stick from our own fans. I'll tell you something now. That's why he brought Lucas Aitkins to this football club. He has done a defensive job on that left-hand side. Absolutely brilliant. You know, full credit to him. Kieran Wallace, you know, had bad injuries. Went to York in non-league on loan. He's coming here. He's been absolutely superb in that centre defensive midfielder with JJ. You know, Nigel Clough knows his players and he's absolutely got this, got this team set up tonight to be unbelievable to, to keep, they had one shot that Bish had to save one shot they had ten corners we defended every corner we defended crosses it was it was a masterclass of defending and he should be congratulated when you go and speak to him you know give him our congratulations and how good mm. I, I thought that performance was it was a defensive masterclass and absolutely brilliant and, and I can't wait for a week of Saturday to travel down to London and see and see that you know them yellow shirts on the, on that and I, I hope it's Port Vale because of Daryl Clark I hope it's Port yeah, Vale yeah, yeah. be Mansfield Town at Wembley because he's had such a, a shocking time yeah, yeah, yeah. and I hope I hope it's Port Vale for Mansfield absolutely with well, the Stags fans still behind that goal celebrating Aaron um, excellent scenes here we'll have more reaction live from Sixfields from the Stags boss from within the Stags camp as well I'm sure we'll hear those winning highlights again we're going to hand back to you and take a short break whilst we're due we're going to switch our equipment over I'm going to head pitch side and take in these marvellous celebrations this, uh, the chance of one Johnny Radford Mudfield Town fans put this date in your diary next week on Saturday Mansfield Town are going to Wembley against all odds this roller coaster season continues full time from Sixfields Northampton nil Stags 1 on aggregate Northampton 1 Mansfield Town 3 the dream goes on one more game oh some great memories there and fingers crossed tomorrow on the big stage at Wembley Stadium the Stags can do it again against Port Vale make sure you uh, if you're not going you tune in to Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary or even if you are going you can have me in your ears whilst you're watching the game by downloading the Mansfield 103.2 app yes we've been given streaming rights to be able to stream the game online as well as on FM right so let's have some more uh, build up to the game then in this bumper episode of the Mansfield Matters uh, podcast now already on our feeds you'll be able to hear feature length interviews with Kevin Kent and with Kevin Pilkerton around half an hour each with both of them but this week I've also been busy catching up with some other people involved with the Stags and very much uh, in the fan section of uh, of supporting Mansfield Town one of which is an old friend of mine her name is Bethany Wright and she actually lives now out in Toronto she's actually flying in to Wembley to watch the game and then flying back again after the game on Sunday to go back to work on Monday as trips go that's one hell of a journey and I caught up with her earlier this week and asked her why on earth she wanted to travel such a distance so I am here in Toronto, Canada. So I am, after working a full week, going to hop on a plane on Friday night, fly overnight, land on Saturday morning in at Gatwick, train across the capital, ready to watch the game at Wembley with the lads. And then I am going to fly back first thing Sunday morning, ready for work on Monday. <laughs> so it's a big journey, but it's one that I had to do. It's one of those games that you can't miss, so I'm happy to do it. 
<laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? Because people will sort of look at that, they'll, they'll laugh and they'll go, why are you even bothering? There'll be a bar out there that you can watch it in. There's several ways of catching the game. Why does it matter so much to you to jump on a plane and to come and watch the boys in amber and blue? Because it's it's just, oh, there's so many things, um, but it's, it's what, even though I'm here in Toronto, Canada, like, I dedicate to the Stags, and I've been following on iPlayer for the whole five years that I've been over here, I don't miss a game whilst I'm over here, no matter what the time difference may be, um, so, and this is, a, like, how often do clubs like ourselves be able to go we are on our way to Wembley and I wouldn't miss that for the world and I know that you know when you were growing up you used to go week in week out we used to stand on the terraces together do you remember we did we did all those I mean histing away um, all of those smaller non-league non-segregated grounds that we used to be able to walk all the way around uh, yeah I used to travel home and away uh, been traveling home and away ever since I was 11 years old so I, it's just, it is ingrained within me to follow Mansfield Town. And even though I've moved out of the town, I'm still well and truly a part of the community. And it's just something that I can share with friends and family alike and be a part of this amazing day. What is it they say? You can take Mansfield out of the girl, but you, you can move out of the, whatever the saying is. You can take Mansfield out of the girl, but you can start take the girl out of Mansfield. All the other way yeah, around. All the way around, isn't it? All the way around, something yeah. like that. You can take something the girl like out of Mansfield, but you can't out. take Mansfield out of the girl, that's it. <laughs> very true, very true. And I mean, I mean, yeah, I've been wanting this for, I mean, we've all been wanting this for such a long time, and it would have saved me a lot of money if we went up <laughs> automatic, but you know, Vegas can't be choosers. So, yeah, we're, I'm flying in just for 24 hours. I'm going to be on the ground in London before flying back so it is it's it's a big one but I know I mean we do it for the club we love right yeah you're not um, wrong so how long how long um, the flight's going to take you so I am very lucky I got a direct flight in so that's seven hours in the air coming in but going back it is going to be a full day ordeal as a connecting flight in Halifax so I am going to be in the air um, and on my travel journey going back on that Sunday for about 14, 15 hours. So I really hope it's a win so it makes the journey back a lot more enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, so it's just what you, it's what you have to do when you support your club abroad. Um, and I'm very, very fortunate and very lucky that I'm able to do it um, because... Oh, in these in these times, we just have to grasp every opportunity, and this is what I'm doing: grasping this opportunity to come to the capital to support my club with my family and friends. And I'm just so so grateful. And let's hope for a win. Now I know your dad quite well. At what point did you tell yes. him that you were going to be coming over for the final, or did he already know as soon as that final whistle went at Northampton that you'd already booked your flight? So I um, straight after the final whistle. Northampton I watched the celebrations on iFollow uh, all the way through um, and a FaceTime was had as he was walking back to the car at Northampton um, and he was like have you looked at flights yet have you looked at flights um, so that was a that was like okay we're doing it it's happening 
Um, and I always, you know, I always joke around with family and friends saying, oh, you know, I've got the weekend, like, I'm just looking. The weekend looks free for me for that weekend, uh, last weekend in May. So don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've left it wide open. But now it's actually coming to fruition. And yeah, so it's going to be an amazing experience win or lose I mean we're hoping for that win we've gone through heartbreak in my lifetime twice before so third time's a charm yeah it certainly is I certainly hope that it does come off because that's a huge commitment to you know book a flight to come over just for one game but I guess it says a lot as well about you know how well Nigel Clough and the players have done this season what have you made of uh, the transformation of the Stags it has been it's been great and honestly like watching online and um, getting just that passion that you feel like at the beginning on iFollow it was just the video back in 2017-18 season and you couldn't really hear the crowd and now like the commentators Martin and everybody is like trying to fight over that crowd noise and that atmosphere and I can feel it all the way here in Toronto and I am here singing my heart out on my sofa or like watching it on the subway coming home from work on those midweek games um and yeah and the fact that i can feel it resonate all the way over here is a testament to our club and i am really really proud to call myself a mansfield town supporter because it's it's not just on the pitch it resonates throughout everybody that has watched the club grown up with the club um and it's honestly a true joy to see us on the up and up. Yeah, it really is. Let's hope that it ends in, in League One. You should fly back on Sunday, not not Saturday night, Sunday, is it? Yeah, it's on it's on Sunday, bright and early, so we will see how my body's feeling <laughs> on that flight and hopefully Gatwick Airport is nice to me. Well, <laughs> I guess that's the thing, on the return journey you're not so bothered, are you? It's it's more about getting there. I mean, I know when I'm going to a game I always set off ridiculously early just to, you know, for all the permutations in case there's traffic, in case, you know, yeah, yep. a, a tire breakdown or, or anything like that. So, it, I guess it'd be the, yeah. the the journey over where you're more nervy. Yeah, well, I that was the thing. Booking flights over, you definitely uh, like you opt for the earlier one so you can when if you get any delays, if you get any flights. Like it's not like I'm in control of the speed like I would be in a car if I'm driving. Um, so, and then once I land in Gatwick, you've got to venture across the capital on a Saturday and like. We know train service in the UK isn't the best. Um, I don't know if you've heard, there's quite a big weekend on that weekend as well. It's going to be difficult on the tubes. Yeah, so um, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where I've planned plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan Z to get me there on time and to make sure that I'm there. Because it's not just for the game, is it? It's for the absolute atmosphere mm. along Wembley Way. It's just the joyfulness. I mean, we saw it in 2011 when we were there at Wembley, the joyfulness of everybody along Wembley Way and how happy we were to be there. And just think, like, that was when we were in that position in 2011. Like, we couldn't even fill a whole bench. And now we're here and we've got a squad and we've got that feeling and it's just going to be absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to be a part of that experience with everybody. What time does your flight land on Saturday? My flight does land. It's meant to land at 10.30 a.m. so I can get to Wembley because I'm not checking in any luggage or anything so I can just walk straight through. So I'm hoping to get to Wembley around midday 
Um, so I've got a good buffer, and it's good that it's a later kickoff as well because yeah. that was it, that was in my gut as well. I was like, I'm hoping it's not an early kickoff. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. And at least you've done the right thing as well by booking the flight back the day after so you don't have to worry about extra time. The last thing you want is, you know, the 89th minute it being nil and thinking, well, I've got a flight in half an hour, so I'm going to have to go. Yeah, like, i definitely given myself that buffer. Um, and again, it's just, I'm, I'm very, very lucky that I, can, that I can be there, that I can be there to cheer the lads on in person and not just from my sofa. <laughs> I'm um, from Canada um, with like all my devices around me of I follow commentary um, on on the Twitter feed on the social media platforms like I'm ha- like put all that technology down be there in the game and just immerse myself in the experience and it's just it's going to be no matter what the outcome it's going to be a very special day. Have you done the calculations on the exact mileage yet? Not the exact mileage as of yet. Um, I'm very lucky in the fact that I live in the city of Toronto, so I'm closer to the airport. Um, only like a 30-minute drive, so I'm very lucky in that respect. So on this side, I'm close by. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it'll be a... I think it's around... I think it's around 5,000 kilometres in the air. So, um, but, yeah, I'm sure... I'll definitely check up on those stats from door to door for sure. Yeah, definitely do. Well, and, uh, and hopefully when you land uh, in London as well, when you're on Wembley Way, I'm going to be on Wembley Way uh, for the build-up around between sort of uh, 12 and 2. So I'm going to keep an eye out for you and hopefully we can scrap WhatsApp calls and we can actually see each other in person for the first time in God knows how many years. I can't actually remember the last time it was. You've been over in Toronto oh. for so long, haven't you? Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been backwards and forwards for tr- from... Toronto for the past nine years uh, eventually moving here five years ago so but whenever I'm back home in England I mean when I came back in this September last September I landed on the Saturday and drove straight up to Warsaw and watched Warsaw away this season that might have been the last time that I saw you but I don't think we got a chance to to catch up I think I might have saw you passing and waved and like oh my god she's back in the UK and then that would have been it yeah yeah I came back for a wedding uh, again, another That's right. flying visit. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's what you do, right? You, I mean, I definitely plan my uh, travels around when I can get the most stags matches in. If I can fly in on a fly in on a Thursday night, land on Friday rather than fly on a Saturday, I'll definitely do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, not many people might say that, but <laughs> in my family, that's what we definitely do. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so very lucky, very excited and can't wait. It's going to be definitely a day to remember. Quick thoughts on who we're playing. Um, for me, I was a little bit disappointed that we ended up with Port Vale. I quite fancied Swindon over over 90 minutes. What are your thoughts on uh, Port Vale? Because of course, there's a lot of ex-stags in there, aren't there? So Mel Banning for one. Oh yeah, I mean, it makes a great match-up for build-up. I mean, there's so many connections um, ex-stags, I mean, across all levels, not just players, but across the board, manager and in the boardroom. So um, I do, I honestly think we'll put out the same team as we did second leg Northampton. We need to get bodies in there and we know Port Vale like to have a little bit of a scruff. So we need those big personalities out on that pitch and Wembley is a 
massive pitch. Um, and we know that Elliot and Stephen are going to be up and down those wings a lot. So let's utilise them and catch them on the break and we'll be great. Fingers crossed. Can we do it in 90 minutes? I don't want extra time and penalties. Can we do it in the 90? Um, I reckon we'll want to do it in the 90. I think we'll throw the kitchen sink at the 90. But honestly, as long as it ends in a win, I, that's all I care about. I don't want penalties. It's just a flick of a coin. But if, I mean, there's an easy way, a hard way, and a Mansfield Town way. So if anything's to go by, I'm sure penalties could be out there but I really don't want to so um, but anyway with a win I'm happy talk about getting the long plane home Bethany right there speaking to me uh, all the way from uh from Toronto. Hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to catch up with her in person and give her a big hug. I've not seen her in years. Really looking forward to uh, potentially seeing her and hopefully the Stags can get a win and send her home happy. Another person I've spoken to this week has been uh, a man who's been very much heavily involved in creating the atmosphere that we've all come to know and love uh, this season. He's been doing it for four or five seasons uh, or so. Um, but this year has really, really caught the eye of the players and the manager um, in, uh, and the owners of the club as well in terms of creating a great atmosphere at One Course Stadium. His name is Nathan Barnes. He's the club drummer. And this is what he had to say ahead of uh, the playoff final at Wembley tomorrow. It's been a long while since obviously Mansell got to Wembley. Um, and as a massive Mansell fan, I really can't wait. The players, the fans, the club, just everyone involved with Mansfield, it's crazy. Of course, it was 2011 the last time they were there in the FA Trophy final. Uh, you'd have been a younger uh, lad then, but were, were you there that time around or is this your first visit? Yeah, no, I was yeah, 10 year old at that time. Um, absolutely heartbroken when that goal went in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. One of the worst cup finals I think I've ever seen as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, two, one of the... Yeah, two dreadful teams. We couldn't even fill a bench. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know, you've got a little bit of a name for yourself this year as well as as, as the yeah. drummer. Just sort of tell us how your journey's progressed this season because it, it's certainly been one which hasn't gone unnoticed by the players as well. Well, it all started four seasons ago. Um, obviously, I was just one of those that just stood aside, wanting the atmosphere just to rise. Uh, it got passed over and it's just progressed from there. So, for me... Everything that's been appreciated this season was never expected. Um, to be fair, I never really wanted it to happen, but you've got to be grateful for those that actually appreciate the work you put in. Um, I'm, honestly, I couldn't actually thank the fans, everyone involved, enough for what they've done, uh, the appreciation on that behalf. And as for the players, I've spoke to a few players as well, and they've said it's just driven them to success. Um, and as a drummer myself, that's all I, all, all I want, really. Um, so yeah as this season progresses it's just been amazing for the fans and players just to take a uh, step further into victory How much of uh, an impact do you think it's had this year in it being the first one where fans have been allowed to go back because I think back to that first game against Bristol Rovers at home and the noise is something that very first whistle which will live with me forever it, it felt like you know it had been a long time coming uh, yeah See, the atmosphere, it changes absolutely everything. Um, now, I've spoke to, spoke to a few fans and they've said, without a drum, it, it's a bit low. Uh, and I, I can agree. Um, it just it just drives everyone to get behind each other. So, obviously, the fans are working together just to push the team onto victory. The players need it. 
Um, but without the fans, they simply can't perform. And I, as the players have told me themselves, it's just a whole different ball game with a drum, with with atmosphere there, with no atmosphere. It's just nothing at all. But uh, no, the fans have been amazing all season. Yeah, and uh, how surprised have you been by the, the reaction? Because you know you've seen crowd numbers go up and go up. It's really difficult now to get a, a you know a ticket up in yeah. in Q block and things like that. How, you know how impressed and how how much heart do you take from that in, in terms of knowing that you've played a part in that in, increase? Because you have. It's, it's massive on my behalf. Um, obviously, it's what I want. I, I love atmosphere. I really do. Um, and I, for every weekend, to be fair, I just wish it could be the same. Um, but yeah, like I said, the numbers have risen over the uh, the due course of the season. Obviously, we went through the really bad stage of 14, 15 games where we didn't win. Um, and the numbers really did drop. But like you say, it only takes takes a little bit of atmosphere and the, the players are back on their feet. So I think, oh, yeah, I can't remember. Well, I think of the Port Vale game mm. um, at home where... That that was the spark of the season. The atmosphere since then has just been amazing. The uh, numbers of the crowd—it's been—it's uh, been absolutely amazing for for everyone, to be honest. So I just hope that next season, hopefully League One, um, but if not, I just hope the, all all the fans that stick, they just stick together and we, uh, we don't fail to uh, succeed again. And of course, it's the big stage on Saturday afternoon. First and foremost, one thing that the, the club have done is they've made sure that it's sort of allocated a block for, for the singing block. Last time yeah. we were there, you know, everyone was, was dotted everywhere and that's really difficult to try and create an atmosphere. So how much of an advantage do you think that will have, the fact that all of the usual suspects, all of the people that are together week in, week out on the terraces are going to be pretty much in the same position together at Wembley? Yeah, see, like I said... Um... When I first seen the singing block allocated to us, it was it's just a massive spark for everyone. I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook and all the obviously all the social media saying we've got the allocated singing block. It's amazing for all the Q block and obviously if the drum gets accepted, of which we have today finally been granted permission to take the drum on Saturday. Um, but to be central of obviously the allocation from the left, the right, and obviously we are behind the net. It kind of brings everyone together. Um, so obviously, like I say. 15,000 as it stands it's an incredible amount uh, to take to Wembley it's a lifetime opportunity for some people um, but yeah the allocation of the singing block is needed I think just to bring all the fans together and obviously one final push just to get us up that uh, up the league now I know from your perspective as well you know people have, have been so much impressed with with the atmosphere you, you've tried to gain. The drum's been wrapped yeah. in Stag's colours. There's been a fundraiser on uh, online as well to get you a season ticket for next year. That must absolutely blow you away because you like every other fan, aren't you? You just go in to support your team. Well, that's it. Like I say, I, I've only done the drumming. Well, I've done it for four seasons. I didn't do it for what whatever's happened. Obviously, the fundraiser was just all started at Scumfort. And I've spoken to Nathan himself and Paige, who set that up. And I don't know how many times I've thanked them, but I can't thank them enough. Um, I, I never did it for it. Obviously, I pay, I pay for all my tickets myself. I pay for all the travel myself. And obviously, everything included. Um, but now, I, honestly, it's absolutely blown me off my feet. I'm speechless, to be honest, um, of how it's brought all the fans together. And obviously, the appreciation has been absolutely um, amazing. And obviously, with the drum itself, 
massive thanks to Steve Armas, um, who um, he gratefully said he'd put it on the sponsorship as a director. So everyone everyone involved with the club has just been absolutely amazing. To be honest, I can't find coming off. Yeah, and another thing with that as well, you know, people may not realise this, but it's actually a massive responsibility as well. It's it's not a, yeah. a cheap bit of kit. You've got to lug it around everywhere you go as well. And at some stadiums as well, they're not always accepting of it. And how much no. of a, a rigmarole do you have to go through week in, week out to ensure that that drum is there to in going to be in the way ends? Well, obviously, um, obviously, a lot of clubs nowadays do have drums, so it's not as hard to get them in, but um, before travelling away, I will make sure I, I make the phone calls. I speak to club secretaries. I speak to club safety officers. So it's several emails, several phone calls, just to try and get the um, the drum accepted in. It's a bit of a nightmare when it doesn't, but all it is is just to stop the away fans getting the atmosphere. But when you've got a good a good amount of numbers following the club away without a drum, we can always create an atmosphere. But the drum always it just rises another level. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of work just to try and get the drum into the stadium, to be honest. And how knackered are you at the end of a game? Because, you know, it, it is non-stop. I mean, I can always <laughs> hear it when I'm doing the commentary, which is great, by the way. But for you know, for you to, to be able to do that all throughout the game, it must take it must take some out of you. Yeah, I think I've had a few games where I've actually, um, accidentally dropped a few sticks just just getting tired, to be honest. But I think you get used to it over a, over a period of time. But yeah. I can agree I do get absolutely shattered <laughs> absolutely well I'll have a word with Nigel Clough and the players tomorrow when I speak to them and uh, if we do get promoted let's uh, let's hope we do I'll see whether we can put a little promotion medal aside because I think the, the drum certainly deserves one it's been a cracking atmosphere um, what's your thoughts on, on the game itself obviously Port Vale the opponents for me I wanted Swindon <laughs> I think it's going to be a very tough game but like you said earlier it was that Port Vale game actually back at home early this season wasn't it which really sparked the atmosphere and then subsequently the belief in the squad too yeah, um, obviously watching the playoffs myself, I don't know who I, I think I did really want Port Vale to be honest, but they both look really good tough sides. They're both battling for obviously the same thing that we're battling for. But, um, I don't know, I think it's whoever comes out on top first. An early goal will settle a nerve, I guess, but we've just got to play our football. We've just got to put our bodies on the line and we've just got to be doing what we've been doing for the unbeaten run that we went on. And finally, um, from you, um, Firstly, what block are you going to be in then? What is the actual block that's been allocated as the singing block at Wembley on uh, on Saturday? So the blocks that are being allocated are 111 and 112 and myself and the drum are going to be located in 111 at the back. Fantastic. Right at the back back row? Uh, awesome. Around the back yeah. row, yeah. I think that's just through, uh, just through the policy of um, yeah. Wembley themselves. Um, so obviously myself, I've got to follow that policy. But yeah. Around the back end of um, 111. Of course, the majority of people in those two blocks will have brought tickets specifically knowing that the drone's going to be there and that's going to be the atmosphere block. But there will be one or two. There'll be you know, a percentage that have just brought tickets for that particular block. What's your message to them listening to this to get them to get behind the atmosphere and appreciate it? Because, you know, not everyone's, all, not everyone's a fan. I think 99% of people are, but there are always those who, let's say go for the big games and, and just get random tickets that won't appreciate it as much. So what's your message to them ahead of Saturday? Uh, just follow the club, get behind the boys. Um, you're in, you're sat in the Mansfield end for a reason, I suppose. Um, obviously, we only have a small block at home. Um, but my message to the fans is just try and get behind the boys. Don't stop all game. If we go a goal down, hopefully we don't. Just, just rise. Don't rise to... 
negativity, just have positivity for the whole 90 minutes. Just get behind the boys and show them why we're there. And get behind the boys, we will. As of 11am this morning, Friday morning, there were 16,500 tickets sold. Hopefully there may be about another 1,000, 2,000 more than that come tomorrow. But whatever happens, it's going to be great to see so many faces out there enjoying the day. Now, it's time to head into the Stags camp. You may have already uh, heard these interviews, but in case you haven't, we thought we'd put them in this podcast uh, to end it for you, just to give you that extra little bit of flavour before we walk down Wembley Way. First and foremost, this week, I went to the club's RH Academy on Tuesday before training kicked off and caught up with manager Nigel Clough. No, it's more than just another game. Uh, It has to be. Uh, It's a it's the sort of culmination of uh, 10, 11 months' work. And we have one game opportunity uh, to try and achieve our ambition that we set out to, to do at the start of the season. And, uh, if we lose, it doesn't mean it's been a, a poor season. It's been successful to this, to this point. Uh, but once you get to this point, all you want to do is win that last game. Yeah, talking of this point, what's brought you to here? Because, of course... At one stage in the season, your side were second bottom, but it's been a phenomenal sort of roller coaster of emotions and a journey on the pitch. Yeah, a multitude of things, uh, but certainly the uh, the sort of keeping everybody together and every everybody sticking together in that run, uh, from the supporters, uh, from the owners, all the way down through the supporters. We talked about that one game at Northampton in the league where we were where we were very poor, uh, and that's the only time really where there's been major grumbles. The rest of the time. I thought there was reasonable explanations to say this is why we are where we are and as soon as we get a few players back we'll win some games. We improved the squad again in January and that certainly helped us and we are where we are because of that. Yeah, and of course it will be a nice accumulation to the season. You know, you had a few days off at the back end of last week, fully deserved as well. How's the, the mood in, in, in the camp after those uh, days rest and enjoyment after what was a, a great night? Yeah, I think it's buoyant. Uh, I haven't seen too much of them, uh, but it's been, I think it's buoyant. Well, I hope it is when you get that victory over, win both legs in the semi-final, uh, then you can't wait for Saturday. So that's the sort of feeling we want amongst the squad, and I, th- I, think, that, I think that is present. Yeah, we saw all the scenes in the dressing room, singing Walking in Memphis and jumping up and down and dancing. What is it about this squad's character that's just kept them believing, even in that low point? Just the ability to stay together uh, and stick together uh, when we were having such a tough time. And it's very, I think it would have been very easy for them to turn on each other and sort of factors can be from outside as well can turn on the players and the club and that didn't happen I think that all keeps the players together and they kept believing as well uh, because they knew we weren't far away and I think the way we finished last season we played very well we played very well at the start of the season for the first four or five games so I think that gave us something to hold on to and said listen we, it's not as if we're saying this is what we want to do we haven't done it before and say well we did it at the end of last season we did it at the start of this season come on we just need a few players back and a win and we'll be away of course, when Saturday comes, you can get swept up a little bit in the occasion. How important is it to get that out of the way, you know, get the, taking the surroundings out of the way, get the nerves out of the way and focus once that whistle's playing? That's all it's about and uh, that's why to get everything, you know, one thing you do remember from cup finals and so on is people ask you for tickets and all stuff like this and you want to get all that dealt with, uh, which we will do early in the week and then really just concentrate on the game and I, I think that's the key to it. And also, you have to separate yourself from people going down for a weekend and having, oh, it's a great day out, we're going to Wembley. It's work, nothing else, just work. 
and of course the, the focus is to try and get to League One if we, of course we can and Port Vale the team that stand our way what have you made of them this season a lot of ex-Mansfield connections as well yeah well, we've got three ex-players certainly that we've had you know Estonia and Mal and uh, Harry Charsley um, They've done, they've done very well for them as, as, we, as we would have expected uh, we improved our squad they were so plus Mal was, said he was ready for a fresh challenge you know we wanted fresh goalkeepers in Mistoni and Harry Charlesley just wanted to go and try and play regular football that we couldn't offer him we've got a very strong midfield area uh, and he couldn't get a regular game but all three of them will be uh, we shake hands with them and you know the, I think they've remained friends of the players in the club as well so there's no anim- certainly no animosity uh, between us uh, Paul Vare brought in a lot of players I think Darrell recognised last season we beat them on the last day of the season actually uh, at Port Vale and played well and I think he recognised they need a big turnaround of players they brought a lot of players in but I think what he's done brilliantly is he's got them sort of gelled very quickly uh, and they played one or two different formations and they're a very formidable side now and of course this season one of the very few teams that you've not managed to take three points off a draw at home and defeat away what do you take away from those two experiences and those two games? Uh, how tough it's going to be to beat them uh, because we played incredibly well at home, uh, so we did miss a pen, uh, but we still couldn't break them down. They defended magnificently uh, at the one call, and then at their place we got 1-0 ahead, uh, made a couple of errors and ended up losing 3-1. Uh, I think they have those sorts of players in Garrity and Wilson uh, that can certainly hurt you at any time in the game. Yeah, in terms of the way you guys will, will set up, it must be a difficult one for you this week because, of course, you want to try and start them scoring goals. You did superbly well at Northampton in doing that. Which way do you, do you look at flipping the corner or do you just try everything you can this week and go with what feels right on Saturday? Yeah, it's getting the balance right. That's just getting the balance of the team uh, more than anything. We thought that was about right at Northampton for what we needed to do in the night. This is a completely different game now, 10 days later at Wembley. Uh, big pitch. So we have to get the formation and the personnel right. Yeah, and of course, they are backed by, at the moment, as we talk, 15,000 fans. We are expecting that to shoot up before Saturday. How key is it going to be to get that noise and make it almost feel like a home game? Yeah, well, I think they'll take similar numbers. So I think for a League Two playoff final, it'll be... Uh It'll be a brilliant occasion uh, with, well, it could be, what, 50,000 there, with, you know, so on, which I think will be a... Uh, a, a good crowd for our level uh, there'll be a lot of noise and uh, I hope well I think they will at Wembley uh, the biggest thing is staying off the pitch uh, we asked our supporters to do it and they've respected that in the last uh, few games and we're very very proud of that uh, when you see some of the scenes that's hap- that have happened in the last couple of weeks our supporters haven't set foot on the pitch uh, and we'll ask them to keep doing that because we're very very proud of that and aside from everything else on Saturday it's actually a real opportunity for your players to make even more memories isn't it definitely for them the families friends and everything yeah uh, it's, it's, it's as much about that yeah we do it for ourselves and the team and everything like that but you also you know they'll be very aware of their loved ones being there uh, and the memories that they have an opportunity to create for them for everybody uh, you say Mansfield don't go to Wembley very often and they've not been in the league one too often we've got 90 minutes to try and uh, try and get us there and of course we do talk about the fans that have been there week in week out but given the occasion there will be more that haven't been before perhaps haven't been this season or people that are coming for the first time young children perhaps this is a real opportunity isn't it to add a few more bums on seats next season and help them to fall in love with Mansfield Town
I think that's always an added bonus when you get these, either a big cup game or somebody like that, or, or going to the playoff final. You will take people down because of the venue and the nature of the game, uh, and that you hope next season, you know, whatever we average this season, great crowds at home that have gone up, uh, that we can just keep adding that five, ten percent, and just that's how you grow the club as well and you grow the fan base uh, days like Saturday I know we've mentioned it before but I certainly think it's worth mentioning again going into uh, into Saturday looking at how you've come from second bottom in the league but also further back from that you know trimming down the squad getting the right players in place but also building a foundation off the pitch such as here at the RH Academy how pivotal is that for Mansfield's growth beyond Saturday afternoon I think the, the RH uh, Academy has given the, the club a great foundation to move forward, attracting players, good training facilities and everything, having your own base to come to. Uh, it's, I think it's been, it's been three years now or something like that, it's been open. I think that was one of the best things that the club have done uh, in terms of looking further ahead. And I think all the teams at any level where you look at the Premier League, when they get in there, Burnley and so on, what Sean Dyche did, they do the training grounds. Brighton have done a magnificent one and everything. And it gives you that platform moving forward. And at our level, this is wonderful. Now, I know for you, Saturday is all part of the job. It's part and parcel of football management. But of course, there will be a weight of expectation, perhaps from the board, from the players within the dressing room itself to go on and achieve promotion. How do you manage that within the dressing room? And who do you look to call upon to help you with that? Your Stephen Quinns and your James Purchase and people like that, because Matty, you can pile it on, they've been bigger games than this over their careers um, you know but the players will have a slightly different ap- approach uh, with the ones who are maybe going for the first time and it'll be the biggest game of their careers so that's what, that's what we're going to try and do this week What about within the game itself then obviously there's going to be a big crowd there the tie can turn one way and the other the pendulum can swing as we know how key is it to maintain players focus not be taken in by the amount of fans that are there and just focus on what's in front of them. I think when you, you, you know, let's say you go 1-0 down on Saturday, you know, you don't crumble, you don't fold, uh, you come back and your, uh, your togetherness and your spirit makes that more of a possibility. I always worry about teams, you know, when they put these stats up on the tick games and it says when conceding the first goal they've not won in 15 games or something like that or only drawn one or something. And I think, well, you should, you know, in football be able to come back in a game sometimes. Not always because of the opposition uh, and the first goal is vital. But when teams don't win in 15, 20 games having conceded the first goal, I think, well, you know, there's something missing there. I want to come back to them because, of course, they are the core of any football club, the fans. How important or how much of an emphasis do you put on trying to get promotion on Saturday to reward these fans? Miles upon miles upon miles they spend travelling to all these countless places year upon year upon year. Wouldn't it be nice for one season at the very least to have some new destinations to visit? That's it. When you're going up and down the country as we have been, there's not many local games for us in League Two. So we've done some miles this season. The supporters have done some miles as well. You know, when you're going up to sort of Barrow and uh, Colchester midweek and things like that, Hartlepool midweek, uh, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh, travelling. So it is a reward. It's a reward for everybody, uh, but especially for them. But I can't stress enough. Is it, we're not going for a weekend now. It's only a reward if we uh, if we win. Thanks, Nigel. All the best on Saturday. Thanks, Craig. Straight up after Nigel Clough was striker Jordan Bowery. Jordan, I'll start with you. It's uh, Tuesday morning, a few days away from Wembley. How does uh, training change in terms of when you know you've got a big game, a uh, big stadium coming up on Saturday? Or does Nigel Clough, the manager, try and keep a cap on it and try and keep it as calm as it has been all season long? I think he'll just treat you like the rest of the games we have um, been playing so far. Training's always at a high standard. Um, the lads always give 100%. It's always it's always a laugh as well. So I think he'll just treat you like any other week. Um, 
but we all know there's a, a big prize at the end of it so we're going to give it give everything we've got in training and um, put it out there on Saturday as well yeah you talk about it being like laughing and giggling training and stuff we all saw the scenes after the Northampton game how great has it been as a group to sort of experience that together considering where we've come from to, to where you are now it's been massive um, honestly it's, it's one of the best or probably the best group I've, I've, I've worked with um, there's no individuals in this team it is a, it is a nice compact team everyone's together all the lads get on um, and like I said like this you've seen at the end of the uh, the game everyone's together everyone's singing having a laugh and it's been like that even when we had that bad run we're still out there training hard having a laugh and it's the togetherness that the gaffer puts on for us as well like going out having golf days and having a few drinks now and again um, you need that um, like I said it's not an individual sport it's a team sport we all need to be together and it, it's been it's been great so far and hopefully we can just get over this last hurdle and for you on a personal level you've scored some critical goals uh, this season none more so than that uh, first leg at home to Northampton where does this one rank in all the seasons which you've, which you've had? I think it's got to be up there um, I've scored I've scored more goals in other seasons but they've meant they've not meant anything really if, um, this is for something and um, it's always good obviously no one wants to be down the bottom of the table everyone wants to be pushing for something and hopefully we can me and Ossie can one of us get another nick another goal at, um, at Wembley and get us through to League One yeah absolutely and that would be certainly the, a nice accumulation to what's been a, a great season in terms of uh, you being settled here at, at Mansfield Town how much has an impact as the gaffer and the, the backroom staff had on that she seems to really enjoy your football this year yeah, massive. Um, like I said, he bring, like I said earlier, he brings everyone together, and uh, you just come in and enjoy it. I've been to clubs before, and you know it's going to be a slog of a session, and you might not enjoy it as much, and that can affect players' performance. But we know we're going to come into training, have a good session, work hard. I say, I have a laugh, but our main focus is to uh, work hard and focus on for the Saturday so it's been massive and like I said the lads the lads are great like I said it's, what, it's one of the most or the most I've enjoyed my football so I'm loving it so far and I hope it continues Having played at Wembley before what would we be saying to the lads this week those who haven't yet experienced it? Just play it like we're playing at home just don't forget about the crowd their crowd obviously they all have a lot of uh, fans just play what how we've been playing, um, and I'm sure we can go and get the result that we that we want. Okay, in terms of the fans, I know you said you've put a lot of praise on the Stags fans this season. Fifteen thousand sold already. We're only on Tuesday. We're expecting that to go up. How much of an occasion will it be for them as well in terms of that atmosphere that they've created week upon week? Yeah, it'd be massive. It's not you know better than me. I don't, when was the last time there was that Wembley? Was it twenty eleven? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. So it's massive for the. For the, uh, for the supporters in the town to go down there and, and enjoy a special occasion and hopefully we can um, give it to them it's, it's, it's something that we want we want to go get promoted and it'll be um, it'll be massive massive for the club so hopefully we can do it for everyone and of course promotion doesn't just bring a step up in the league it brings more attention to the club perhaps an improved fan base as well do you as a player feel a little bit of added responsibility to get the job done on Saturday afternoon at Wembley to try and entice the next generation of Stags fans through those turnstiles? Yeah, um, it would be a massive thing, like I say, for the town. 
for us individually as well because a lot of people haven't had promotions and especially I, I, I've had two promotions from League Two but I've never done it through through the playoffs and it, it, it would be a huge thing for me but I can't imagine what it's like for for the town uh, for Mansfield as, as a town to, to just go down there and watch their club and being League One it, it would be a huge thing and like we mentioned earlier every kid when they're young dreams of playing on the big stage if you're a defender and a goalkeeper you dream of keeping a clean sheet if you're a striker you dream perhaps of scoring the winner has that thought crossed the mind of Jordan Bowery yet? I, I couldn't care less who scored um, <laughs> Bish could score if all, all I care but um, obviously we're, we're strikers and everyone feels like strikers are competitive they want to be the highest goal scorer that's, that's natural but we're close off the pitch and I wish nothing but the best for Oates you know, I, I would love him to go out there if he's get, getting that trick or whatever if he scores more goals than me so be it as long as we're out there and um, getting a win I don't really mind but to be honest I would like to be a top goal scorer you never know a lot could change on Saturday at Wembley Stadium if we may for a moment let's turn our attentions to off the field uh, issues over the last couple of weeks or so in the big games there's been a lot of crowd trouble a lot's been spoken about it in the national media we all saw the ugly scenes from down the road at the city ground when Sheffield United's Billy Sharp was headbutted by a fan who's since been sentenced to time in jail um, you know we've, we've seen it at the Man City game we've seen it elsewhere it's really really ugly scenes Mansfield fans after the Northampton game sensibly stayed in the stands and that was a real real proud moment for me as a Stags fan as a broadcast journalist as well to see that but there was a couple of Northampton fans and I use the term fans very very loosely who did run on the pitch and as well came running towards you what can you remember of that moment and what was going through you through your head I didn't know he was coming to me to be honest he was looking right past me and um so I wasn't expecting, I thought he was just going to run past act an idiot, but obviously he ends up, ends up barging me and he was saying, oh, the refs are so-and-so. So I was thinking, why are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like obviously your natural reaction is, if someone did that to you in the street, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stand for it. But you know, deep down there's a bigger picture. Like if, if someone reacted badly, did something to him, I could one miss the, the final and something could happen to him. It's just not worth it. you just got to let the stewards and that um, take control. But it's getting out of hand at the minute, to be honest. Um, things things need to stop. It's happening, it's happening everywhere. Obviously, seen it at Man City with the crossbar getting snapped off. Um, it needs to get nipped in the bud, to be honest. Obviously, the more people that talk about it, the more it seems to be happening. It's, get, it's, get, it's getting worse. Um, I don't know what, what we can do about it, um, but it does need to be stopped because something worse could happen. Um, obviously, seeing Billy Sharp, that, that, was, that was terrible. But what's stopping someone bringing a knife onto the pitch and attacking, attacking a player or a manager? Like, it's, it, yeah, it's getting out of hand. It, it needs to um, stop soon. Hopefully, all the fans are um, responsible on Saturday and uh, stay in the seats. Jordan Barry there, the Stags striker, hoping to write his name into Mansfield folklore. He certainly played a part in the semi-final. Can he do it again in the final? One man who uh, will also be hoping that he can have a huge influence is fellow frontman Reese Oates. 12 goals to his name in all competitions this season, most of which have been uh, absolute belters. We can all remember, of course, that excellent run against Colchester at home, running the length of the pitch and bopping it into the top corner. I sat down with him at the RH Academy and asked him how he's feeling ahead of playing at the big stage at Wembley for the Stags tomorrow. Yeah, no, I've never played there. Um, 
it's every kid's dream to play there, isn't it? Who who loves football? So it's going to be an amazing experience. Um, but the end goal is to win it and get promoted. So wherever wherever we play, then we want we want to win the game and get promoted. It doesn't feel real at the minute that that you're going to play at Wembley. Um, but we've just got to take it as another game. I said it for the semi-final, both legs. You've just got to try and take it as another game and and go from there and just just play our usual game and, and see what happens on the day. You mentioned the semi-finals there. As semi-finals go, they were two completely contrasting games of football. The home leg on the front foot, the second leg defending for your lives. What's your take on the uh, on the two semi-finals? If you look at both legs, the first leg, we had a lot of the ball and we created a lot of chances, got the lead and then we showed how, how good we can defend and keep in the clean sheets and things like that. So I think if you can put both of them together on the day, then then it should be a positive outcome. Talk to me about team spirit. We've said it before, but there does seem to be a real, real vibe and energy within this group. And I think that was pretty much evident in uh, the scenes we saw from the dressing room, the videos of you guys all together singing, walking in Memphis, dancing around. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a surreal feeling, like just coming in afterwards, you see uh, Maka and JJ, they're, they're doing the interview for Sky for the man of the match. and. Walking past them, you can see the buzzing, but you you know that in the changing room it's going to be bouncing. It has been all season after every win. We've all been singing along to the song and stuff like that, but I think it was extra special last uh, uh, last Wednesday and just all being in a huddle in a group singing together. It shows how close we are as a as a team, and and it was an extra special day. But hopefully we can top it top it on Saturday. Leading goal scorer this season, just one more would do, wouldn't it, to fire you into into League One? But what would you take a a, a research tapping or another research thunderbolt? I take, I think I take anyone to score, whether it's me, whether it's Jord or anyone in the squad. As long as as long as it took us up into the league, I, I don't really care who who scores on Saturday. Um, but a thunderbolt would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Running the length of the Wembley pitch there, Alec Colchester at home. Yeah. What have you made of, of this season in this this special group? Yeah, it's been it's been a great experience for me uh, personally. I think last season was was my highest scoring season, but it's the most I've scored in the league this season throughout my career. And I think it's down to the lads, the staff, the fans, everyone who've all backed me all season and playing started the season playing in different positions and things and then going going up front and once I got off the mark I knew that I'd get goals I think it took me a while to get going at first and didn't really score in the first third of the season and and once I, I knew that once I got that first goal then I'd be able to kick on from that. How key was the faith shown to you by the manager and the, and the management staff in terms of being able to allow you to settle and then get the rewards on the pitch? Yeah, it was it was massive. Um, even signing here, the gaffer told me that um, he sees me playing in numerous different positions and and knows how to look after me day to day basis in terms of training and looking after my body as well. Um, we've been a more of a sprinter, powerful player. Um, I think you need to have more rest and things like that. And the gaff has been amazing with that. And in terms of being a professional footballer, it's every young kid's dream, isn't it, to walk out on the grace of hallowed turf? It is, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to do it. Um, still waiting for it to fully sink in, but I'm excited for it now.
And just finally from me, in terms of the journey that you guys have been on this season, what's your message to the fans ahead of uh, travelling down there to Wembley? Because they'll be there in the numbers creating noise which will bellow across all of London. Yeah, just back us like you have all season. Um, make the noise that you have all season and we'll put everything into it. We'll put 100% into the game and, and do our best to get get us promoted. Frontman Reesopes there speaking to me earlier this week at the RH Academy ahead of a big week's training ahead of that playoff final at Wembley Stadium tomorrow. That's almost it in this extra special edition of the Mansfield Matters podcast, the final Wembley preview for you. There's only one way to end this podcast, really. We started with the goals from the semi-finals. Time now to reflect on some more of the goals from this season. Some of my favourite picks uh, from my commentary on Mansfield 103.2 this season. If you can't get to the game tomorrow, make sure you've got Mansfield 103.2 on for full match commentary. Lee Wilson and Cam Felton alongside me at Wembley. And if you're going to Wembley or wherever you are in the world, you can still listen to the game via the Mansfield 103.2 app. Thanks for your support this season. We'll see you again with Reaction Podcast early next week. Come on, you stags. Let's do it at Wembley tomorrow and replicate more moments like this. Doncaster come away, but a good challenge from Lapsley allows Clark to sweep it right for Maris. Wait. Back inside for Ollie Clark. Here's Quinn. Back wide he goes. Low ball. Oh, oh, Lapsley. Oh, it's three for Mansfield. It's sheer what joy for the Stags. That is an excellent team goal. goal. It's a great ball in towards the middle. And George Lapsley fires beyond the static Lewis Jones in front of the Stags three. And it's a mass exodus from the Doncaster Rovers fans. Shewitt who steps in now finds Law. Law low pass is to Reeves. One on one with the keeper. Reeves Oaks takes it round and Reeves in. What a ball from Jason Law. Reeves Oaks around the keeper. Back of the net. 2-2. Game on. What an absolute tremendous goal from Reeves Oaks. George Lapsley is about to be introduced for uh, the Stags. He's stripping off over on that far side. Stephen McLaughlin is, um, is going to gonna take this free kick. There's the whistle from the referee Oates makes a, a run at the near post Barry in the middle O'Toole's up there he's got Barry Jordan Barry puts Mansfield 3-1 up with a forceful header spins to the Stags fans and everybody jumps on him Jordan Barry on 67 minutes makes it Barrow 1 Mansfield Town 3 here's Quinn feeds it wide for McLaughlin McLaughlin low ball into Barry inside the 6 yard box Barry with his back to goal does well to find McLaughlin low ball into yeah. the middle Lockstar get in it's two, Mansfield Town lift the roof off the one-court stadium. The low ball in towards the middle, found his way to Longstaff, who makes it two in two. Matty Longstaff makes it Mansfield Town two, Exeter City nil, and that should be good night, Grecian. O'Toole cuts it out on the halfway line. O'Toole, low ball down the right-hand side for Reese Oates, to the right of the area. Oates, great low ball, ball, great ball, ball. No, and, great ball. and it's Jordan Barry who scores. Away to our right-hand side. With five minutes to go, all the Stags substitutes are off the bench and on their feet. They pile on Nigel Clough as the Stags players over on that far side pile on Jordan Barry. And Jordan Barry unlocks Rochdale with four to go. Rochdale nil, Mansfield Town one. I told you, I told you this would make I had a feeling for Jordan Barry today. But O'Toole, first time he's stumped and he's won the ball and he put a great ball in behind. And finally, we've got that quality across and he couldn't miss. 
30 seconds now remaining. Here is Oates on the edge of the box. Reese Oates turns, yes. shoots, pushes it back. Yes, and yes, comes in yes. yes. Still time to score. Yes. Yes. George Lamsley gets in there. And scores an all-important winning goal for Batsfield Town in front of the jubilant stakes. Oh my God! To go, Reese Oates has stunned the bolt, cannoned off the post, and it fell for Lamsley, who bundled it into the back of the net. Old Athletic one. Oh my God! Town two. Oh my God! Reese Oates has just done a rocketer. Turn it the post, and it's. I'm telling you now, it's written in the stars. It's just come back. It's hit Lapsley and got into the net. Quinn, first time in for McLaughlin. Good from Mansfield. Man on his shoulder, McLaughlin, but does well to turn. Finds Sturk, 40 from goal. Sturk coming forward on the edge of the box. Looks to roll it in for Aikens. Sturk still going forward. It's Ryan Sturk. It's three for Mansfield. It's Ryan Sturk who rolls it under the knee. The goalkeeper, Rory Rawson. And on 37 minutes, it's Ryan Sturk who makes it. Scunthorpe United nil. Mansfield Town three. No way back now, surely for Scunthorpe. It'll take literally a miracle now for these lads to get back. Murphy holds onto the ball, turns well into space. Mansfield looking to stretch the game. Maris for Longstaff. Can he complete the switch to the right hand side for the advancing Hewitt? He can. Here is Hewitt, lines him across. First time it oh. comes into Murphy. Oh. Oh. 25 minutes. That is a superb goal from Mansfield Town. And Jamie Murphy gets it on 25 minutes. Mansfield Town 1, Trolley nil. First blood stacks. What a goal. What a fantastic build-up play. Colchester sent pretty much everybody forward by one. They'll try and overload numbers in the box. A big cluster of players between the edge of the six-yard box and the 18-yard line. It'll be a right-footed delivery over on that far side. The referee just having a word with uh, the one-man wall of Reese Oates. There's the whistle. In comes the delivery now to that near post. It's headed up in towards the area. It's not been dealt with yet by Quinn. It is now to the edge of the area for Oates to try and flick it on, but it's won immediately again by Gene Kennedy, who puts the ball back in towards the middle, headed away by McLaughlin. And now Mansfield can come away because it's Reese Oates in possession through the centre circle. Reese Oates battling forward to the edge the box is Riggs out and it is magic from Roadrunner Riggs who split open Colchester United and sent three defenders ah, watch this bang 1-0 what a goal he's picked the ball up inside his own half he's gone by three players every single one of them's trying to take his legs and I'll tell you something now there's not many players would have stayed on the feet there but he's kept going 25 yards out great strike what a great goal Roadrunner beep beep the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds however when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends we might not always feel as confident that's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help if your mates are struggling let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.